will be concluding the series presence and our main scripture for this series has been Isaiah 9 and 6 and it says this for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and, and he will be called wonderful counselor and that's what I want to talk to you about you know God gave us Jesus to be our, our wonderful counselor and he's not only our wonderful counselor, but Jesus is our, our king of, of king. He's our, our Lord of Lord. And, you know, Jesus is Alpha and Omega. Jesus was, now hear this, church. Jesus was God in the flesh. Yes. Yet he knows who you are. He cares for you. And you know what, church? Jesus understands exactly what you are going through. And that's why Jesus can be called our, our wonderful counselor. You know, I like the way Hebrews four fifteen through 16 puts it. It says this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Amen. You see, our high priest, our Savior, our wonderful counselor, Jesus, has been through what you are going through. And the Bible says that this, that he was tempted in every way, yet he didn't sin. You see, Jesus understands your, your pains. Jesus understands your, your hurts. Jesus has experienced life just like we have. And that's why it says in verse 16, it says this, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. We can go to Jesus with confidence. You know why? Because he's been through what we're going through. It says, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us. When? When can we go? In our time of need. Now, now some of you, if you were honest, you would have to say that, that you're in a significant time of need. And the good news is this, that there is someone here to help us. Who is he? He's Jesus. Man, he's our wonderful counselor. You see, one thing that people don't realize is this, that, that Jesus comes for the sick. You see, when Jesus came for those in need, Jesus came for the sick. You know, there's a story in the Bible when, when Jesus called this guy by the name of Matthew to be his follower. Now, Matthew was a tax collector. And tax collectors then were known as liars. They, they were known as cheaters. But Matthew was so excited that Jesus would call him a liar and a cheater to be his follower that Matthew threw this huge party for Jesus. And not only that, Matthew began to invite all his other wild friends to the party also. All the other tax collectors and other known sinners. They, they were all invited to the party. Now, the religious people, they heard about this party that Matthew was giving for Jesus, and they wanted to know one thing. They wanted to know, Jesus, why are you hanging around those people, those sinners? Jesus, they're, they're just the scum of the earth. They're, they're no good. 
they drink, they, they smoke Jesus, they, they probably curse Jesus, and they probably watch rated R movies. <laughs> Jesus, why are you hanging around these people? That's what they wanted to know. And, and listen to Jesus' response to the religious people. <clears throat> In Luke 5, 31 through 32, this is Jesus' response. He says this, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, you have to remember that our wonderful counselor, Jesus, he comes for those who are sick. So I'm curious today, where are you sick? I mean, where are you hurting? Because truthfully speaking, we are all sick at one point or another in our lives. I mean, just because of the sin that's in this world, we, we all battle with weaknesses. We all battle with, with strongholds and dysfunctions. Where are you sick? I mean, if we were to sit down face to face and, and I was to ask you, you know, where are you sick? More than likely you would say, Shelby, you know what? I'm doing fine. And your world would be falling apart. You know, sometimes we want to present ourselves as if we get it all together. And you know what? It's just obvious to other people that it's not. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to look at that person that's sitting next to you. Go ahead and give them a look. And hopefully they came with you because I want you to tell them something. <laughs> In the event they didn't come with you, put a smile on your face. And, and tell them this, you're sick. Tell them. Go ahead and tell them. Say, you're sick. Wives, go easy on the husbands. Go a little easy on the husband. I mean, maybe you're depressed and, and you wake up in the morning and you just wonder how you're going to make it through the day. And you don't even have any hope that tomorrow will be any, any better. You have this sense of hopelessness. Man, you're sick. Maybe you're fearful. I mean, you just always worry. You worry, how, how is this going to work out? You, you worry, how, how that's going to work out? You're sick. Maybe your life is full of stress. And you look at your to-do list and you just wonder, how can I get it all done? You're sick. Maybe it's your finances. You've overspent and you're wondering, how can I do this? How can I pay the light bill, the, the water bill, the, 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 the telephone bill, the, the rent, the mortgage, the credit cards? How can I do it? And you're sick about it. Maybe you're lonely. And you look around and everyone else is with their family and you're thinking this, why can I have this? How can I have this? I mean, you go to bed alone, you, you eat alone, and you know what? You just hate it. You're sick. Maybe you have family sicknesses. I mean, you have family problems that you don't even want to address. And instead of being excited about being around family, you know what? You just don't want to be there at all. You've been hurt, and you're just furious. You see, guys, we are all sick, if we're honest, at one point or another in our lives. And we just need to acknowledge that. So you need to answer the question, where are you sick? 
and remember the good news that, that we have a wonderful counselor. His name is Jesus, and he comes for those who are sick. See, I have three biblical principles on how to find healing with the wonderful counselor. The first one is this, be brutally honest with the counselor. You see, guys, we, we need to be brutally honest with, with Jesus. You know why? Because a lot of times we're not. We're not honest with Jesus. There's a story in the Bible about this lady who had been married five different times. Now, I'm sure this lady wanted to be loved. She just wanted to, to be accepted. But for whatever reason, these marriages just didn't work out for her. And one day, this lady met Jesus at a well. And they began to have a very serious, serious conversation. And Jesus asked her to do something. Let's look at John 4 and 6. Jesus says to her, he said, go call your husband and come back. Now, this lady, she, she could have lied. She could have said, hey, Jesus, my, my husband, he's away on business, Jesus. He, he's busy now, Jesus. Let's not bother him now. She could have done that. But instead, she told Jesus the truth. When Jesus said, go get your husband and come back, she replied this, and we find it in, uh, in John 4 and 17. She says, I have no husband. You see, this lady was brutally honest with Jesus, even to the point that it hurt her. Now, I'm sure she wasn't proud to tell Jesus, hey, Jesus, I've been married five times. I'm sure that she didn't feel good about that. But because she was honest with Jesus, Jesus was able to help. He was able to reveal to her who he was and who he should be in her life. He said, hey, I am the living water. I'm the one that you've been searching for all your life. You see, Jesus was able to reveal to her who he was because she was so brutally honest. And guys, we need to be brutally honest with our Savior, even to the point that it may be scary. I mean, you may have to be so honest with Jesus that you say, Hey, Jesus, uh, I'm having a hard time trusting you. Jesus, I've prayed and I've been patient. And Jesus, nothing has happened. And right now, Jesus, my faith is just shattered. You may have to be that honest with Jesus. Maybe you need to be honest about your marriage. You know, it's not what it should be. And everybody else thinks it's fine. I mean, you're just this model couple on the outside, but on the inside, you're struggling. You're thinking about leaving. You're, you're thinking about divorce. Man, you need to be honest with Jesus. Maybe you have some type of addiction. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe you have a, a sexual addiction. And, and if anybody ever found out, man, your life would be destroyed. Hey, we need to be honest with Jesus. Maybe it's relational. Maybe you are just unable to sustain a relationship. Man, you've been hurt and you've been misused. And, and you know what? You don't even know how to be intimate anymore. You don't know how to trust anymore. We need to be honest with Jesus. You know, guys, I am learning how to be honest with Jesus. It all started when they asked me to to come and be a part of this staff here at People's Church. You know, I thought I was okay. I really did. I thought I was fine. thought everything was great. But I found out that I was sick. 
Man, I was one sick dude. See, I, I thought I could trust Jesus. Don't get me wrong, I, I did trust Jesus for my salvation, but I didn't trust him to take care of other areas in my life. You see, I had worked for the city for some 12 years, and my plan was to work another 13. And, and me and my wife had this retirement plan all worked out, and it was going to take care of us the, the rest of our lives. And now I was faced with giving up that security that I had, and I was faced with placing that trust in Jesus, and I was struggling with that. I was 49 years old, and I'm thinking, man, what if this ministry thing don't work out? And what about my retirement plans? And this was the big one. What if Jesus is not calling me into the ministry? I was struggling. You see, I had seen Jesus do some amazing things in, in other people's lives. But you know what? I didn't trust him enough that he would do it in mine. I was struggling. So I had to do this. I had to cast it all on Jesus. You see, I'm learning how to cast all my cares on Jesus. You see, I had to acknowledge my struggles. You know why I had to acknowledge my struggles? Church, because I wanted to be healed. I wanted to be healed. So I had to acknowledge that. Psalm 55 and 22 says this, Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never, never let the righteous fall. So I had to tell, I had to tell Jesus. It's just that simple. I said, Jesus, look here. I'm struggling with trusting you. I had to be totally, brutally honest with Jesus. And we need to be brutally honest with our Savior. The second thing we need to do, listen to the counselor's voice. We need to listen to Jesus, our wonderful counselor. Listen to God's advice that he gave Jesus' disciples. Once Jesus took some of his disciples up on this mountaintop with him, and while they was on this mountaintop, Jesus began to be transfigured right before them. I mean, they were seeing the glorified Jesus right before them. Then all of a sudden, Elijah was there, Moses was there. Then, then suddenly, this voice came from heaven. Listen to what the voice said in Mark 9 and 7. It said, Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And a voice came from the cloud. Now, now hear this, church. Listen to what God said to Jesus' disciples. He said, This is my son, whom I love. Now hear this, church. He said, Listen to him. You see, God was telling Jesus' disciples to listen to him. They need to listen to the wonderful counselor. And if anything today, church, God would tell you and, and God would tell me that, that we need to listen to Jesus. And you may ask the question with Shelby, how does Jesus speak to us? Well, let me tell you this. If you seek him, man, Jesus will speak to you. And man, he can speak to you in several different ways. You know, Jesus speaks to us through his word, the Bible. Yeah. Jesus could speak to you through this message. Yeah. You know what? Jesus could, could even speak to that person that's sitting next to you. You know, the one that called you sick? That could have been Jesus. I, I don't know. Could have been Jesus. But he can speak to you through your devotion time. He can speak to you through a song. He can speak to you through a circumstance. I tell you, if you will listen, Jesus will speak, and you can train yourself to know 
his voice. John 10 and 27 says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, when I was a kid, I would be outside playing with my friends and, you know, all types of noises uh, be going on. You know how noisy it gets on a playground. You have kids screaming, you have people talking, you have the toys clanging, you know, and I would just be so into that game that we were playing. And then all of a sudden I would hear that voice say, Shelby. And I would say, yes, Lord. Really, really that was my mama. (laughs) But see, I knew that was my mama. There was no doubt in my mind that that was my mother calling me because I had spent time with my mama. I knew her voice. And the last time, you know what, I didn't respond to mama. You know what happened, don't you? She must have beat me all the way back to the house. I'm still thinking about pressing charges against mama. (laughs) But you see, my mother knew how to get my attention. And I learned to listen to my mother's voice. I promise you guys, once you begin to seek Jesus, man, you'll know his voice. And we need to listen to our wonderful counselor. The third thing is this. Do what the counselor tells you to do. See, we need to do what the counselor tells us to do, even if we don't like it or even if we don't understand it. Because truthfully speaking, Jesus will have you doing some things that just don't make no sense at all to us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Jesus will have you out there. He will. Think about this. Jesus says, if you have an enemy, someone who's out to get you, your enemy now, Jesus tells you to do what? He said, love your enemy. Go figure that one out. (laughs) What if someone slaps you? I mean, they, they slap you. I mean, they reach back to Texas and they come and they just slap you with everything they have. They slap you from Monday to Wednesday. And what did Jesus tell you to do? I'm sure everybody do that. They turn and let them slap the other chick. We all do that. It don't make no sense. Now, what if someone lies on you? I mean, they really insult you. They call you everything but a child of God. You know what Jesus tells us to do? He said, rejoice and be glad. Huh? <laughs> Go figure that one out. I mean, that makes no sense to me. But Jesus... He'll tell you to do things that makes no sense because Jesus, he knows what's best. And Jesus is our wonderful counselor. You see, there's a guy in the Bible that didn't do what Jesus asked him to do and it cost him dearly. You see, this guy and Jesus was having a discussion and this guy wanted to know, well, how can he inherit eternal life? Well, Jesus went on to tell him about keeping the Ten Commandments. Now, this guy was a rich guy. He had morals, and he thought he was obeying all the Ten Commandments. You know, uh, today this guy would look like a, a, a rich guy who, you know, have the, all the money, the nice home, and the cars, and all the modern gadgets. I want you to listen to the conversation that he and Jesus have, and we find it uh, in Mark 10, verses 20 through 21. The guy says, teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. You see, what he was telling Jesus is this, that, hey, Jesus, I have kept all your little commandments. Is there anything else to this thing? 
And verse 21 says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. I want you to focus on what Jesus did. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Knowing that this guy loved material things more than him, Jesus loved him. Knowing that this guy was a sinner, Jesus loved him. Knowing that this guy was sick, Jesus loved him. And because Jesus loved him, Jesus told him some things that he did not want to hear. And because Jesus loved you, Jesus may tell you some things that, that you don't want to hear. I don't know, maybe he'll tell you that, that you need to get out of that dating relationship that you're in. It's no good for you. He'll tell you that because he loves you. Maybe because of your financial situation, Jesus will tell you that you need to downsize. You need to get rid of the house. You need to get rid of the car. He'll tell you that because he loves you. Maybe you have this whole, this whole second life going on. You know, you got some secret addictions and, and you'll never have the life that Jesus wants you to have. So Jesus is telling you to get rid of them. He's telling you that because he loves you. Here's what Jesus told the rich guy to do. After the guy told him that he kept all the Ten Commandments, Jesus said to the rich guy, he says, One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. Look at the response of the rich guy in verse 22. It says, At this, the man's face failed. He went away sad because he had great wealth. You see, Jesus told him some things that, man, he just didn't want to hear. I mean, think about what Jesus said. He said, he said sell it all. Get rid of the house, get, get rid of the car, get, get rid of the gadgets. And he said, come follow me. But this guy was unwilling to obey the words of our wonderful counselor. Let me, let me say this to you, church. If we don't do what Jesus asked us to do, we're a joke. We're a joke. And man, we'll never have the life that Jesus wants us to have. We'll never have the victories that, that Jesus don't, wants us to have. And we'll remain sick. But you know what? Jesus wants you healed. Jesus wants you to have a victorious life. So man, we need to listen. We need to be brutally honest, and we need to obey the wonderful words of our loving, wonderful counselor. He's a good God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we love you, and we praise you.